You're listening to Autumn on the Air, the weekly podcast that brings you conversations about the impact of research commercialization and the people who make it happen. Join us for interviews with patent and licensing professionals, innovators, entrepreneurs, and tech transfer leaders on the issues and trends that matter most. Keep listening for an inside track on the people, IP policies, and politics changing our world. Welcome to Autumn on the Air. I'm your host, Lisa Mueller. I'm so excited for today's episode, but first I'd like to thank this week's sponsor, Wellspring. Wellspring is a leading provider of innovation ops software for research institutions and corporate clients worldwide. Every day, more than 500 organizations rely on Wellspring's tech transfer and technology scouting systems to support their work. Learn more about Wellspring's products by visiting their website at www.wellspring.com. Joining us today is Todd Keeler from Worcester Polytechnic Institute, also known as WPI. Since 2011, Todd has served as the Director of Technology Commercialization, where he maintains the WPI patent portfolio and takes the lead in licensing technology to existing companies or startups in order to propel it along a commercial route. Todd established a thriving licensing program, revamped the university's intellectual property policy, and founded many campus organizations, including the WPI Accelerator Fund, Tech Advisors Network IP Evaluation Group, and Accelerate WPI. Today, Todd's here to talk about the lithium-ion battery recycling process, which was selected as the 2022 Better World Project winner. 65 applications from seven countries competed for the award, which celebrates innovations that support a better world through the commercialization of academic research. WPI was named the winner at the autumn annual meeting this year in February. Todd, thanks so much for joining us on the air. My pleasure. Well, it's great to have you back. We last talked in November 2021, and a lot has happened since then, I would say, wouldn't you? Oh, it's been a whirlwind. <laughs> Completely. So one of the first things I wanted to start off by asking you about is your award-winning innovation that was commercialized through your office. Can you tell me about this process that was developed at WPI? Sure. It, it's an amazing journey. Um, Jan Wang is one of our, at the time, one of our junior professors. He was recruited from MIT and was working in our, what we call our metal processing institute. And he invited me to his lab and he showed me this little grinding machine and a chemical process on his bench that he said he's going to recycle lithium ion batteries and recover all the materials. And he filed his first patent with me in 2012, showing that it uh, takes a long time from start to finish. Absolutely. And I mean, in a project that's this large that involves something so incredibly important often has many moving parts. Were there any collaborations with any other institutions while developing this pivotal process? And if so, who was involved and how did these partnerships form? Actually, there weren't any other formal, uh, there's no joint inventions with any other institutions. It's a sole WPI one, but um, he had a phenomenal mentor, the head of the Metal Processing Institute, Duran Apellian, former provost of WPI, who recruited Jan, uh, really guided him through this process, which was a critical factor to success. Yeah, and... As a director of technology commercialization there at WPI, you see a lot of different uh, inventions and ideas. 
Now, when you first went into the lab and saw this, what were your first thoughts when this innovation crossed your desk at the tech transfer office? Boy, this looks dangerous. <laughs> and that um, will it be able to be scaled? And Jan was a very prolific inventor. He came to my office very quickly with like three other ideas, all of which failed. Oh, but he wow. kept going. And this one, I, we we just had faith that he had such motivation to to move this forward. And he he was willing to be coached. Um, we had we just started a program called the Tech Advisor Network, which was uh, inviting a group of alumni to uh, look at technologies, potential startups, and coach him. So he got into that program, and then he asked me to be his mentor in the uh, National Science Foundation I Corps program, the national program. So he and his postdoc uh, and I flew out to University of Southern California to basically get beat up on our idea by the the faculty of this program. And Eric Gratz, his postdoc, uh, in eight week period had to do over a hundred customer interviews, which oh was my. another critical factor. Because at the end of that program, you had to say go or no go to your business. And he said no go because those hundred customer interviews showed us we really didn't know whether we had a business or not. And this was back in 2014. And one of the critical factors was, will we have enough batteries to even recycle? Because the electric vehicle market was just beginning to grow. Yeah, that's amazing. So, Todd, with this innovation not being a singular product, but a way to recycle batteries, what was the process like to commercialize this and how did it differ from your usual approach? Well, thanks thanks to the i program, we actually filed additional intellectual property based on the customer input. Um, we found that certain batteries needed different chemistries. And, and so we filed several patents around this as as it moved along. We decided to eventually form a company and we licensed the intellectual property in. They, we let the scientists pick the name. It was a horrible name, Battery Resourcers, which nobody could understand, which we've since changed. But in uh, 2015, we founded Battery Resourcers and Eric uh, Gratz entered Mass Challenge, which is like a worldwide uh, mentoring, coaching, again, getting that input. And he made it to the final uh, group and presented in front of a massive audience in Boston. And if you knew Eric at the beginning, he's the typical engineer looking at his shoes while he's talking to you. And he transformed into this rock star in front of the governor and everybody else in Massachusetts. and. They um, persisted. They found a, a small incubator space in the Worcester area, raised some money. There's a whole battery consortium looking to solve this problem. So they got some some pretty good non-dilutive funding into the business. A critical factor also was they had some advisors, not board members, but advisors with technical expertise in the area at early stage. And they gave them a little bit of stock, but they really wanted to help them move along and help them navigate through the startup landmines that they can go through. And that allowed them to close a million and a half dollar round in 2017. And we have a little commercialization fund and we invested, WPI invested 25,000, which is now worth many millions of dollars. Yeah, that's uh, very exciting for WPI. 
So, Todd, I wanted to ask, did your office face any challenges as you navigated the process to bring this innovation to market? And how did your experience help you work through these challenges? Well, yeah, there's many challenges uh, as it started growing. And a lot of investors were saying, come back when you can do so many tons per day of uh, recycling. And the challenge of constantly raising money. um, And they had a, a very good board. And because they went through this tech advisor network that I mentioned at the very beginning, a lot of these alumni were tracking this this company. So they fell into a bit of a valley of death right when COVID was starting, where they were moving along. They had a pilot plant going, ramping up their their proof of concept, and they knew they were going to have about a six-month funding problem. And thanks to these alumni, they passed the hat. They were looking for $500,000 and they closed the round at 900,000. And this was the passionate alumni that that really believed in this, this team. And at the same time, um, in 2020, it really grew beyond uh, Eric, who was the, the postdoc, he was running the company it grew beyond his skill set. So the challenge was delicately moving him to the chief technology officer. And we brought in uh, actually a board member became the president with extensive battery and fundraising experience. And that that made an inflection point in the company. And how did your office handle all this going on at the time? Because I remember when we talked in November 2021, your office is fairly small and and um it sounds like there was a lot of work involved uh, in getting this commercialized. And you obviously have other technologies and other research and other disclosures coming in. We like to say we're good at prioritization and not getting stuck with the small stuff. So I'm a board observer. Uh, I don't have any fiduciary responsibility, but I was called upon to help. I attend uh, every board meeting and it's getting time where they don't need me at all anymore (laughs) and and move on. but it is a juggling act in every tech transfer officers. There's only three of us total. Um, we've uh, pared down our inventory to about 160 active cases and 40% of them are licensed, which um, we're kind of proud of getting to that point. Um, but we do focus on like, it's now called Ascend Elements, um, which won the award. Um, we do focus to to make sure those are getting the attention they need. Now, Todd, I think one of the things that's really exciting about this innovation is that it reduces e-waste. What is the large scale impact of this recycling process and how do you think and do you think it could change the world as a whole? I, I think it's changing the world. Um, they've raised $300 million now. They have 130 employees. Their headquarters is still close to WPI. It's in Southborough, uh, Massachusetts. That's where the, the the executives are, and they have a uh, a large scale pilot plant there. But in outside of Atlanta, they've opened up their first full uh, scale production facility. It's up and running. Uh, it's the largest lithium ion battery recycling operation in North America, and they they're breaking ground in Kentucky for their second plant, and the third plant will be in Europe. And so what they're doing is it's closed loop. It's not just 
shredding up lithium ion batteries, but they recover all the rare earths, all the materials, and sell them back to battery companies to put, to put into new batteries. And a shocking surprise is that the power of the recovered material and the amount of times you can cycle it is stronger than what comes out of the ground, which was like a shocking, and it, that's been validated by outside uh, scientists. So companies are lining up. I mean, their plant in Georgia wasn't even completed yet, and batteries, batteries were piling up outside the plant. And that's how much of a demand there is um, to do this. So with lithium and other rare earths in hard to find places or difficult environmentally to extract and so forth, this long term is going to be able to reduce dramatically the amount that you need to to mine from the earth. Yeah, it's making an incredible impact. And I'm curious to know, what did it mean to WPI to be selected as the winner of the Better World Project this year? Well, considering how many people applied and then it got down to some two other pretty big name institutions and to have WPI be chosen is one of the proudest moments of my career in tech transfer to stand up and wave to the to the group in New Orleans. Yeah, congratulations. It really was incredible. And like you said, there were 65 applications. It was it was a pretty intense field. And so since you were selected as the winner, how has this innovation continued to expand and and what's your hopes for the future of this project? Well, a good and bad outcome is people are paying attention now. How do we do more commercialization? We have a new CFO and he has seen the royalty forecast of Ascend Elements and it's eye-popping starting uh, actually next year and ramping up 2026, the numbers are incredible. And now in WPI strategic plan for the first time, there is how do we support and develop commercialization? So, well, that's the good news. The bad news, everybody wants their fingers in the pie. And how do we change this and say, don't muck up what's working really well? That is the <laughs> and, question, though, exactly, as it continues to grow. Yeah, our IP policy gives 5% of what comes in goes to our department. And I never thought that would amount to anything, but we will be cost neutral in a couple of years to the institution, the royalty stream from that. And there's multiple other companies in the pipeline that we're very excited about that could add on to to this uh, royalty stream. Well, that's fantastic. And thank you so much again, Todd, for joining us today. This was an extremely well-deserved honor for the researchers, the institution in your office, and I'm excited to see the impact of this project. Thank you for having me. If your institution has an innovation that is making the world a better place, be sure to submit your story by October 29th. You could be the next Better World Project winner. That's it for today's episode. Thanks again to this week's sponsor, Wellspring. Catch you next time on the air. I'm your host, Lisa Mueller, signing off. Thanks for listening to Autumn on the Air with Lisa Mueller. Get social with us and share your thoughts. You can tweet us at AUTM or visit us online at autm.net. We'll be back next week on the air. Be sure to join us. New to Tech Transfer or a seasoned pro? Autumn is the global member organization for Tech Transfer 
and is here to help you get connected, get smart, and get ahead. Whether you work in academia, research, government, business development, corporate engagement, or startups, Autumn is dedicated to supporting you through education, advocacy, networking, and promotion. Join and you'll receive 20 free live webinars, as well as meaningful discounts on meetings and courses, insider access to a vast network of colleagues to help you through challenges, and a line on new technologies and the university decision makers who license them. Membership is open for 2023. Join us.